Welcome to the OC. I'm Phil, and this is my co-host, Corey. And tonight, we're talking about the Dyatlov Pass incident. And wow, what an incident it was. Also known as, 10, as 1079. 1079. Now, I saw that, yeah, in reference to so some of this peak. stuff. It was the, one of the peaks was called 1079. Yeah, yeah. That love was actually the name, I think, of one. That's of the, the guy, people. Igor. The guy. Like, it's. They he, well, he was the leader. He was like the guy who. He was the guy. Leader. He was. Well, he, the, you know, and that's the thing about this. So let's. Well, I guess we should explain it. Because. Okay. What is the Datlas? Phil, walk me through. Dyatlov. What is the Dyatlov Pass incident? Well, and, and yeah, and you can. We'll, we'll kind of go through. Because. You know what? A lot of people don't know what this is, and it's a shame because there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff here. So I'd like to go through their names, um, but have you read the names? Yeah, these are deeply very, Russian names. So I'll I'll do very my very Russian names. Igor Dyatlov, or Dyatlov. So that's what everything they call it, the Dyatlov Pass. Uh, it's based on you know he was the leader. The picture of this guy. He looks twelve. Yeah, he was 23. He looks 12. He was 23. I didn't follow him to yeah. the corner. And, and not only was he 23, like he was like a big deal. Like he, sure. you know, he was like, a, you you had to kind of like get on his good side to be able to go to do one of these things, right? Like this was a, so let's, let's, there was 10 individuals um, yep. at the beginning of this, right? So, and they went to, um, they started, hold on a second. Let me just get my notes in that way. I can, uh, basically, January 23rd, 1959. Yep. Um, group of 10 hikers. They took the number 43 train to Sverlovsky, to the city of Serov. Now, for those who don't know, this is in Russia. This is very much in Russia. Very and, much. Yeah. So they they went to... All of these kids went, and I say kids. Well, there was one that wasn't a kid. He was like 38 years old. Um, actually, his name was uh, Semyon Semyon Zoloterov. Um, and he, or no, yeah, Zoloterov. Uh, he was 38. So he was not a, a kid. But the rest of them were all like 21, 22 to 23. Um, so, yeah. So they basically, they go to the Ural Polytechnical Institute. They're all students of varying levels, engineering, um, mechanical. It's more like a mechanical engineering kind of uh, institute. So they're these are not your regular kids. These aren't a bunch of kids that are like, hey, let's go for a fucking hiking suit. These aren't a bunch of high school kids. These are not. No. A bunch of them weren't necessarily going for a hike. Some of these people were trying to qualify for their mountaineering. Like They were all trying to qualify. Yeah. yeah. And what, what it was called was um, expert sportsmen. Level three, right? So they've already, so these guys, this is, so they, they're, they're trying to basically become, like you said, like these, you know, upper echelons of, of the sporting, you know, back in 1959, Hey, you know, you could be an explorer. You could be all sorts of things. The world was your oyster, even in Russia. However, um, this was not just a regular hike. It's like 150 fucking kilometers. Like it's, it's like, and not now. This. No, this is this is a very um, crazy terrain that they're they're going through. So, um, but let's kind of get into the group. So the group consisted of two females, eight males, um, and like I said, they were engineers. They were smart. They were, and and if you 
the, the cool thing is, is that they documented their own journey throughout this because it was actually a project. So they had to do a journal so that they kept with them and they did a group journal and then they did individual journals uh, of their travels. And I got to tell you, I got lost in some of the journals. Did you read through the journals? I did not delve too deeply into them because you go the mundanity, but then you start, (sighs) you realize these are people like it's very easy to sit back. Yeah. Tell yourself, Hey, these are a bunch of strangers that died. But once you start looking into, because did you go to that yeah. uh, Datlov, the Datlov incident site? Yes. Yeah, I went there too, and I went through a bunch. Of, I mean, there, there's they have stuff all, all the published. documents there. Like, there's tons yeah. of them. Well, they're everything. they're there's they're everywhere and pictures. So not only did they record um, their their diaries, like their their diary entries, they recorded pictures. They took pictures, tons and tons of pictures uh, of their travels. So it took them. To get where they had to go, um, four days by by train, by car, by truck bed to get by dog by dog sled. Uh, well, it was a horse sled, I think, or yeah, something. I, sorry, I just knew it was a sled. I assumed it was a dog sled, but it makes perfect sense. No, no, it was a know, horse. So horse. That, well, they had to get yeah because it, but their actual you know it sounds like a huge adventure. Like you know, like these guys are. You know, they're doing their hike. They're going to do their 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 excursion, which was going to be 30 some days. Like this is what kind of a hike that was their intention was that they would they would basically leave. Yeah, um, the intention was 27 January, January. They start January. The whole trip starts January 23rd, right where they had. Well, that's where they get to. Yeah, to right, get to. And they were expected yeah. back by the 12th of February. Mm-hmm. Um, was it the 12th of February? I thought it was March. Oh no, twelfth of February. That's right. Yeah, some of them weren't found till March. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Sorry, I'm getting confused. Um, yourself. Yeah. Ah, you know, this story is probably, and I, I, it, it, I don't know. I went into it kind of going, oh, it's just a story of a book. It's different. It kind of grabbed me, man. Like, I can see how people get into something like this, and like it becomes a fucking rabbit hole for them. And that's the dat. That's the dat love incident site. It is totally. Oh man! Like somebody has the amount of effort somebody's committed, fuck documenting and collecting stuff. It kudos. It, it's absolutely, looking. absolutely. And then not only that, there, there's you know people that have written books on this. There's, there is documentaries. It's not as widespread because it's Russia, right? If this happened in the United States, this would be a fucking major motion picture. Hands so down. funny you mentioned that. Just to interlude, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about this much later, or we'll forget. It's I noticed in previous <laughs> episodes we say we'll talk about stuff later, and we yeah, yeah. talk about it. <laughs> no. did, did you read about the Yuba County Five? No, no. That's the American version of the Datloff Pass incident, and it was a real incident. It's fucked up. Like it's it's pretty screwed up. And we'll touch on it if we remember near the end. But I like this shit. I like this kind of stuff because I mean it makes you want to. Huh? It is, and uh, but that's why they read the diary entries because you start humanizing them, and all of a sudden they're no longer a bunch of strangers. You're like, oh, hey, they, you it's are. true. You're kind of like you, go, you and your unrequited love for Smetsla or whatever. Like they, they, yeah. They, well, they're, they're no, they're there wasn't. Yeah, they're very so. Yes, and and um, there is some some dot com folks. Total shout out to the. A lot of good information. If you're a lot of great information. Look there. There's a few sites though that are just fucking fantastic, um, yeah. but most of them are, you know. Um, so yeah, our our journey 
you know, begins January 23rd, but it takes four days to get to where they have to go. And I mean, they're fucking like sleeping in these old abandoned cabins. <laughs> they're getting, getting arrested for singing and uh, yeah. So, like, well, this is thing. Let's, let's set the scene here. 1959 in Russia. <laughs> so the fact that they're going to a, an Institute for schooling means that, you know, like they're, this is communist Russia. This is, I don't know if it'd be pre Cold War. I mean, it's in that time it's, it's period. Cold, it's the Cold War started. This is not well, right after World War II. Right? The Cold yeah. War kind of started, and for sure. So you've got you know, there's a a very strong duty to you know to the government to all sorts of things. And you're right; they were actually kind of accosted by police because they were singing. And if you read their journals, um, which I'm, I would say, if you get time. Go through them. It's fucking crazy interesting how nice these people were. You know, they didn't deserve this. You know, I if I'm writing a, yeah, if, if they're horrible people, you go, eh, whatever. Yeah, but you know, Russians. these are their personal journals you're reading and you go, wow, like they're fucking genuinely nice. They just want to sing and dance and fucking and be have a good physical. Time. Like they're there. Yeah. Sort of, you know, you know, hey, if I, at my, at that age, my journals would not have been anywhere near as nice as these people. You kept? Did you keep a journal at your age? At I did, their I, age? I did. I still journal actually for my. I son. try to do it. I I'm inconsistent. I think yeah. I'm about six months out of date for my journaling. It's supposed uh, to be really really good. Uh, the Stoics recommend it. You're supposed. Oh, to I've kept a journal since I was 16. Um, I have several. And I'm going to read them to your son. And say, yeah, I'll give them to him eventually one day. Probably when I'm old and. Didn't. You know, seeing Island don't care. That's um, right. I mean, all the statute of limitations has exhausted. <laughs> no, <obviously. laughs> yes. Then I can no longer go to prison. Uh, no, yeah. I like Bill. I can no longer go to prison. Oh, Thanks. Bill Cosby. Oh, fuck. Don't even get me started about that guy. God damn it. Anyway, so <laughs> January 26th. I'll I'll skip the train. Like they they yep. go by train. They do all this other they stuff. They go by train, by truck, and now they're on the sled. I'm going to say the truck before the sled, and I'll tell you oh, why. It is the truck before the sled, because January 26th, yeah. they're taking the truck. Yeah, So, but I'll tell you why it's kind of important. Everything I read kind of points to why Yura uh, Yudin was the guy that said, okay, I'm, and he was he was young, like he was 21 years old. This is the guy who hurt his, he is sciatica. Yeah, sciatica, uh, rheumatoid, uh, or rheumatism, I guess it was, they called it as well. They had a bunch of different things. But so this trip, they're in the back of this fucking truck and it is like 30 below, snowing, just a horrible experience. And yeah, they they pretty much believe that that truck ride was what, and then subsequently the sled ride for several miles, 20 miles into the fucking wilderness, um, pretty much did him in. So, yeah, but he did continue. He he started the journey with them um, just to basically uh, turn around and they split up his gear and they said, OK, well, we get it. You can't make it. And he knew. And these guys are I can't emphasize this enough. These are experienced people. This is not a bunch of yahoos. It's not a bunch of high school students. These are no. people that have some degrees, varying degrees of mountaineering experience. Right. Well, they're all trying for their level three. Um, I don't know if all, were all of them or were only a couple of them. I don't know. That, that's enough, sort of the impression I got. People. Yeah. There the, were enough experienced people. Like this was not a oh, bunch yeah. of, even though they're like, young, hey, like they've, young. they've been doing this for a long time, like in terms of long time, who knows, they could have started when they were 16 or 17, you know? And uh, so, yeah, they were fairly experienced. And this is like, they had, they had good equipment. 
right? Right for that time period. It wasn't like they had the the worst equipment to use. I mean, anyway. Um, a good so, Russian-made equipment. I mean, durable, maybe not the most sexiest, maybe not the most lightest. A lot of wool. <laughs> a lot of, I wouldn't have lasted. A lot of wool. I lot, some of the suits, you see them wearing in their snowsuits, and they look wow. like the Michelin man. Oh, God. Well, you'd have to. Like many, many layers. Uh, and imagine when they get wet. Like they didn't have polymers. They didn't have any kind of like uh, nylon. No or, anything. No wonder our Merlots are damn sure. Sacks uh, underwear. Do yourself a favor, gentlemen. This yeah, is the ball pouch. Money. The ball pouch is worth it. The sack pouch is worth it, especially if you're on a little on the heavier side, like myself. Uh, the sweating alone. And we have one episode where we do not talk about your ball sweat. Oh, <clears throat> not this one. <laughs> That's one. Fair enough. Great. There's the explicit yeah. rating. Thanks, Phil. Hey, you're welcome. I've already got it set to. No children. You can't, you can't watch this. I'm not so, doing uh, that for the podcast, by the way. So I just, it's either clean or explicit. So I just click clean. I figure eh, we're not bad. It's not, no, bad. we're not. Jeez. Have you heard like, you know, I'm at my campground. I'm hearing like these 10 year olds and they're like, hey, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> like, God damn. Shit's changed. Anyway. um, So we're basically back to January 27th and, they're now on their own. Um, and then, yes, you're didn't, you didn't get sick. And then basically he says, okay, I can't do this. And they so split up his gear. The sled. He heads back. Yeah, the sled. yeah. He, he splits up. They split up his gear because they did need his rations. Like, this is a long trip. And they needed the food and all that other great stuff. Um, so, yeah. Um, and they stay at this little cabin, I think, that's in the middle of nowhere. It's like an abandoned mining settlement. So yeah. it's not like a cabin that we would think of. Hey. Oh, yeah. This is a, no, no. You, you're no, this squatting is, in an abandoned, abandoned mining yeah. settlement that has yeah. a building in it. That's right. And there's pictures of them all the way through. So, you know, that's something else is that they're they're documenting their trip as they go. Um, so they, they, so they, they pitched a tent they're for their tent uh, on January 28th, 10 kilometers from their starting point. So they've they've mucked their way through. Now you gotta remember this is snow. Like this is winter, right? This is Russian winter. And they and you never know what? mentioned snowshoes. They mentioned skis, but skis. they never mentioned yeah. snowshoes. So now with that said, you can these skis are kind of those wide. Well, they're the old know. school ones. They're not the cool yeah. ones we've got. These are the oh yeah, these are wood. These are <laughs> these are not fun, especially in a ski boot, you know, at 30 below. You know, that's not fun. We, we, we had to cross country ski. That's all we, that's what we had to do at our school. Yeah. That cross country uh, running. The two things you could do. You have lots of woods. (laughs) Yeah. That was so much fun for a guy who couldn't run very far. Um, Yeah. So anyway, they're, uh, they're doing their thing. And from their journal entries and from, you know, what I'm seeing in their pictures, they're having fun. Uh There's pictures of them horsing around um journal entries are like so-and-so is playing his mandolin and you know and let's all... not forget 1959 right so yeah. i'm not saying it was we were tougher back then but we were tougher back then in all regards oh fuck. this is russia so no okay doubt they were even tougher like but yeah let, let's let's clarify here russia went through a real bad spell from like bad. 1905 to like hmm. 
1990. I don't know. Kept going through bad spells. Yeah, yeah it's just nonstop. And the government in itself, I mean, well, the Soviet Union collapses. Uh, you know, there's a lot. So then these become independent countries. And, well, that didn't happen until much later. No, no, no. But I'm saying, like, these are the strifes that you're seeing. Like this, yeah. but all of that led up to this, right? Like to the collapse of the Soviet Union. This nonstop, like communism as a, as a whole, just didn't work, right? So, anyway, aside from that. Um, we we kind of skipped through they they're basically climbing this this uh terrain what was the name of the, the kolat Sai i can't say it Sai kolat sahel or s a k h l yeah. the northern so, slope just like yeah it's it's, it's, a, it's it's heading towards a mountain I mean, basically, they've created caches at this point too. So another important thing to call out is well, before they get were, yes, they had to do a cache. Um, actually, I don't know what day that was that they did the cache. I think it was the twenty ninth. Great, they, they make the cache on the first to uh, just before they start climbing Colat. Uh, they make it to lighten their backpacks. They create the cache for the supplies. Yeah. Okay, because they left because a few other things back through, right? So the idea is, yeah. is they're going to come around and then come back. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to. They're not. They're not exiting out at another point. The idea is, is you're going, they're going to do a, a circular route, I think, to come back. Yeah. See, I have it here as the 31st was when they, they cash their surplus food and equipment. Um, I have because, it the 31st that they tried to ascend the shortest way. Well, uh, and they got lost. And, right. Yeah. And then they go back to spend the night on the banks of the Asupa. Right? Yeah. That, that's the 31st. That's what I have for the, but again, I, yeah, I, I'm relying heavily on the datloftpass.com site because they yeah, I did done through, a really, 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 yeah. really thorough job. Just the amount of artifacts. I tell you, folks, if you are at all interested in this, go to datloftpass.com. We're promoting the shit out of this website. Well, you can find it <laughs> elsewhere. I've looked for other articles and I'm like, all the other articles are kind of puff pieces, but this one is hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Well, from what I read, and I, maybe I misunderstood. I don't know. It's possible. Uh, the 31st is sort of the last hurrah. That's the last day that they stop writing in their journals. Okay. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know. Yeah. No, the second so, is really bad, but the I second, the 31st. Yeah. Uh, the second from the timeline from the site is. All members of the group die in a mysterious way. So I'm assuming they stopped. That, that would be like February the 1st. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, did I say, what did I say? You said okay. the 1st or the 2nd. And I'm like, no, the last entries are the 31st of January. Okay. I've got the, mine says February 1st, 2nd was when they all die. Uh, they may indeed have. I don't know. They, uh, I'm not seeing anything here for, um, for that. Oh Yeah. Uh, 31st, Again, the 31st is from what I'm seeing. It's when they, that's when they, that's the last, last entries. We don't know exactly if, but what happened was they climbed this slope. Now they went to the tree line first, right? Remember, the, so there's a basically what I'll kind of set it up for you. You have a large slope, it's going to be a rough climb, and they know that. Um, basically, the weather has changed for the worst, it's not great weather. They've cached some stuff beforehand, like you had said. I'm not exactly sure if it was the 31st or if it was a little bit sooner. Um, but for all intents and purposes, um, they've decided to kind of carry on up the slope. And and this is Dyatlov. I mean, Igor, he's like, he's the guy that's leading this. Like, you, there's this is not a negotiation either. 
You know, I think that, you know, they are, they're, they're comrades, they're friends, but at the same token, this is not a, this is not, it's a, not a democracy. This is not let's no, tell him what to do. No, he is, he is the boss. Not to put it all on him, <laughs> but the buck stops with him, right? So, um, so actually it says the next day. So maybe it is the first, uh, the next day the hikers started to move through the pass. Um, now, as they make it up, the weather once again changes and they they're found on the slope. And instead of going back, he wants to, there's one of two things. It's either that he wanted to not lose ground. It's only a mile to the tree line. It's but only, it's, yeah, it's about a kilometer to get to the tree line. Or, it would have been the ideal, the ideal spot to, to the forest to find, you know, because they had no wood. Lose. It took them forever to just do that. Well, that's they it. You're coming down. Kilometers a, in that day, right? That's half yeah. a day back, apparently. In deep snow, right? Yep. And it's snowing more. So that's, I think. And the other thing was either, it was either that he decided or he decided that, hey, never stayed on a slope before. Okay. This could be something new to try. And this is where your avalanche thing comes into play. So this how is they where dug a in. lot of people go off and say an experienced person wouldn't do this, right? Uh, yeah, sort sort of. Um, yeah, they're saying it's it's a, a bit of a rookie mistake to make. Is it, it is or it's a slope? Yes, um, it's or it's a desperation move, right? Right, like it's something. But now they when they found the. So anyway, we'll, we'll kind of, let's, We're let's ahead of ourselves. Yeah. I don't want to get too far ahead, but so that was the decision. So you have this group of people, they've been, they're, they're getting tired and through the journal entries, if you read them, they're like, Oh, you know, we're, we're slowing down. We're not getting up as early. You know, we're, I think the basic things that you would feel doing something like this, you're, you're hiking through the cold and the snow and the, you know, in the, in the elements, and, it and started to become less fun at one yeah, point. Yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know if this was a great idea. Maybe, but what do you do? <laughs> maybe Yuri had the right idea. My static yeah. is offering, uh, acting up now. Can we go back? Yeah, you know, this is a round tripper. So, uh, but so they, but they stay really positive. Like even all the journal entries, um, they stay super positive. And then, you know, obviously the end is, is terrible. Um, I saw something floating by me. I did, yeah. Did you see it? <laughs> I did. I thought it was maybe a floater in my eye, but no, it's oh, some fluff. It's, it's ghosts. No, oh, maybe. Who knows? Um, but yeah, so they they make it to this this point, and this is where they are found several days later. Um, when they do not, you know, basically by several it. days, you mean like February. Well, I think like, it was like 20 days later. Yeah, well. So when Yuri Yudin um, was was going back, he did have a discussion with Igor. Apparently, that they were going to be a little later than than he had anticipated. I think they expected the twelfth. The twelfth was the the date they were expected back. Yeah, and but he had told him. He said, "You know, don't panic if we're a few days late or whatever." Right. So, um, but they tend. They were they were more than that, and I think what happened was uh, it was February twenty sixth. The, the friends and family of these these kids um, basically went, "What the fuck is going on?" You know, twenty first is apparently when search par- search parties were dispatched. But like you saw from yeah. the start, it took several days for them well, to get there. 
And they didn't know, and they also deviated from the trail a little bit. About 500 meters. They was, I think it was five, like half a kilometer, which might not seem like a lot, it's, but it's in a big wasteland of nothing. Yes, that is, <laughs> yeah, death. It's, yeah. A bit of a, it's a bit of a thing. Yeah. So and um, yeah. So basically, the crime scene is is well, I call it a crime scene, but it may not be. Who knows? Um, February twenty sixth, they found the group's abandoned and badly damaged tent on the. Uh, the Colat Sayek um, slope, basically. So, yeah, the tent is uh, the first thing they find is the tent. Uh, and a lot of gear is still in the tent. All their shit is there. Uh, and they cut their way out of the tent, it appears. Yep. Um, instead of using the the ends of the zippers or whatever. So the entrance didn't appear blocked off. No, don't remember. So it was weird that the entrance didn't it, but yet they cut them, cut their ways out of. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense. They say that it was cut from the inside. I'm not sure exactly how you determine uh, cut from the inside, cut from the outside, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know, but that was the one thing that, um the reporting search and rescue whoever it was i don't, I don't know if it was the military or not um basically and that is uh slobstoff and i'm naming names uh Charvin. they found the tents whoever the hell they are i don't know i must have no idea heroes but of the republic no doubt heroes yeah so they're they're, they're somebody um so there were nine sets of footprints around the area now, this was another thing that kind of, uh, we know that this area is having weather. We This area, it, geographically speaking, is very close in terms of what we have as winter here. This is not anything 30 below weather, 30 below Celsius here is is a pretty typical early February thing, yeah, right? With lots of snow. You're not be out in it, but no. you're, if you're properly prepared, which these people would have been, it's they would have been survivable, of course, and they were they were ready to do this. But I mean, I meant more like the time frame. So if we can assume that their journal entries stopped at a certain point, the pictures stop at a certain point, uh, that they're dead. I mean, that's sort of my my go to. Um, so you've got like twenty some days of weather. And what they're determining at the, the crime scene is that there are nine sets of footprints, some barefoot, some in socks, they say, and some with boots. I don't know about you, but I've spent a lot of time around snow. <laughs> I do know about you. You have also spent a lot of time around snow. Yes. And I'll tell you right now, if you get one snowfall over a set of prints. It's all gone. It's fucking gone. It doesn't like, even need to be snowfall. Blowing melt will do it. Or even a melt. Melt, melt, blowing snow, sun. Yeah. So for me to believe, it, it just starts to kind of shout to me that, okay, nine, you could tell there were nine individual footprints in this campsite that were leading away, like in varying positions. And you could tell that from, from this discovery. I, I have a hard time believing that. The only I, way I could think about it was they either found something that they were like, they cleared some, Oh, look, we found footprints under this freshly blown snow or yeah, found yeah. something like frozen prints. If I'm running yeah. bare feet, for example, I'm going to be melting stuff into the ice. So, but even then, if it snowed at all, why would you wouldn't, yeah, you which wouldn't it would, it's February. 
it's, it's, February. it's February. You're on the mountains. There's wind. Yeah. Again, there's yeah. so many reasons why, like, unless you're, I don't know, yeah. homes, you're not picking up these footprints. So apparently they could be followed down the hill, the, the footprints. Uh, once again, you're on a hill. And like, you know what happens with snow on hills? Like it just fucking blows and it's, you know, you get that downward draft from the mountain. Like, you, yeah, it's going to be anyway. Um, but leads them to the nearby wood, which is the the, the Russian pine. That's what I've read about the Russian pine over and over again. And they find the first two bodies of our our heroes. And that is uh Krivona Dachenko and Doro Shenenko. These are the two individuals. And they're the ones that are found shoeless, dressed in only in their underwear. Um, and the basically they find them at the foot of this really large like pine tree. And they yeah, it's a cedar tree. And what is it a cedar or is it a pine? It, it, I've got my notes say cedar again, and there are branches broken off. You well, they, yeah, it looks like it looks like they've tried to yeah. break branches off to or climb it. And they also found trace amounts of skin um, on the tree, like from their hands, okay. their hands. And they they it appeared that there was a small fire that was tried. They tried to make a small fire, um, and one of their hands was badly burnt. Uh, like one of the the two their hands were burnt there's a lot of burns and a lot of that was okay so one <laughs> yeah. of the things is awful lot of people have burns in this yeah and and, and other injuries that are, are very difficult to to explain um so these are the two that are found and then they go oh what the fuck um yeah it's, it's it is pine from what i'm seeing cedar I'm, i haven't seen not that it matters Again, but it's a tree it's a tree yeah, but I took my f- sources from a lot of different places, so I didn't rely. Museumcenter.org. This uh, this one I'm referencing about the. the I read theater. that. Yeah, yeah, I read I read some of that stuff too. But uh, at any rate, it was a tree, and they they were found at the base of this tree, and this is on the edge of the forest. One thing I'd like to mention, um, basically, was the last entry that uh, I can't remember which one it was. One of the girls had wrote and I'll just kind of read it to you quick. It's it's interesting because I don't want to forget it. And that's why I want to I want to read it. So sure. the weather today is a bit worse. Wind in the west, snowing, probably from the pines. So she mentions the pines too. Uh, since the sky is perfectly clear. So she thinks that it's blowing because you know like blowing off the trees. Another reason why footprints wouldn't fucking be there. But started relatively early, around 10 a.m., got back on the Mansi Trail. Now, the Mansi is a, a local indigenous, indigenous people. I, I don't know if we can call them indigenous, but they're tribesmen, basically. Well, they're indigenous to the area. They're they're, yep, they're you're all mountains. Yeah, they're the they're the local indigenous folks. Up to now, we are following a Mansi trail on which not so long passed a hunter with a deer. Yesterday, it seemed we stumbled upon his resting spot. The deer didn't go any further. So I guess they left the carcass of the deer. Uh, the hunter took the beaten trail by himself, and we followed in his footsteps. I thought that was really interesting, for what it's worth, that they actually followed this guy. Now, this is an area where these people hunt, and this is a really well-known area for caribou and things, things like that. Right. So oh, it's totally there in the stomping grounds. So the man, it is, it's they the have trails. Grounds. This is they they trap and they hunt and they, they live off the land at this point in 1959. 
And uh, I just wanted to mention that because they say, they keep saying, well, there's no other people around. There's no other. And I don't think that was true. Uh, I'm not saying that the Mansi, they were peaceful people. They, there's no, there's no signs of um, altercation where they're, well, see, now we're getting into no. theories about this when yeah. we start getting the actual investigation, right? So, yeah, but I'm, I'll, well, yeah, let's, let's just first get through the, what, what we know is fact or what they, yeah. which also bothers me because then they say these things about footprints and I go, fuck, then look, there's, there's something wrong with that. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Anyway, um, so it says that the branches on the tree, so we're back at the, Pine or cedar, whatever you want. Whatever. We're, um, we're broken up to five meters high. It suggests that one of the skiers had climbed up to look at something. Perhaps the camp. So. Because they had left. Um, <clears throat> so one of the things is they had left a flashlight on top of one of the tents to act as a beacon. To find yeah, I didn't read that. Tents. Oh, yeah, yeah. So apparently there was a. Yeah. One of the flashlights was left on top of one of the tents on as a beacon. Weird. So that they could get their way back to this. So even more weird. And this is why nothing seems to make any sense to me about this. Like in the ability to explain it away as something simple. Um, so anyway, um, those bodies are found um, between the pines in the camp. So we're talking about on the slope. We find they find three more bodies. Yeah, they find uh, Datloff, uh, Marga and Slobodin. Slobodin, yeah. They died in poses that were attempting to get back to the tent. So they died in that direction, all three of them, in varying distances from the camp. So they weren't all together. They were kind of like, you know, and uh, they suggest, and I have a list here of, they died of hypothermia, I'm pretty sure. Those those three. The only one, well, okay, so Slobodin had a hypothermia, but had a fractured skull. And Slobodin, the fractured skull? Yeah, a fractured skull and multiple areas of edema and abrasions on his face and arms. Okay. Because three of them, three of them had, the cause of death was. um, Massive chest fractures? Yeah, massive wounds, like internal, nothing on the outside. Uh, and the other ones were hypothermia. That was kind of the official report yeah. um, that was released in the 2019 again. Um, so, yeah, then you have, um, which is kind of weird. Like they, you know, they're, they're like frozen in this, like they were running from something or clawing their way back to whatever. Um, then. Finding the remaining four travelers took more than two months, which was yeah, because because so their situation is a little weird, right? The remaining four were found apparently they went to a ravine and huddled in a snow shelter under four fucking meters of snow, which then (laughs) collapsed on them. And one of them was actually from what they can what the report said is they were crawling into it at the time. Yeah, and now they were wearing. So this is another weird thing: is that they had on clothes that were didn't belong to them, as if they had taken the clothes from maybe the bodies or or what have you. Yeah. So if you go to uh, let's see here, one second, let me just see here. So I'll give you some of the highlights from the. Okay, so uh, Datloff, for example, was very lightly dressed, no shoes. He was wearing a knitted vest, and but Yudin had said that belonged to. Kolotov. 
Yeah, they and did have a guy that was like, "Hey, I fucking saw him wear that sweater." You know, that's right, and it was something yeah. else. Like, so yeah. a couple different ones, right? Like, yeah, yeah. So no, no, no question. Uh, what makes me question is that you know, these are experienced people, you know, and and like anyway, let let's just state the fact. I, this story has fucked me up a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of ins and outs. Just makes me want to read more. I don't know. Um, so yeah, so they they find the the, the last three bodies. Um, now they're about 250 feet into the pine area, so they're in they're in a fair distance through the trees, right? So this is another reason why I didn't think it's an avalanche, but whatever. Um, that's a long ways to go through trees without hitting any. I'm just saying. You have to agree. <laughs> That's crazy a lot of weirdness, but again, I just yeah. from the stuff I was yeah. reading about the slab avalanche stuff. I did read a lot about that as well. But and it's again. Yeah. So it says here three of the four were better dressed than the others. And there were signs that some clothing of those who had died first had been removed for use with others. Which yeah. kind of implies yeah. that they did not necessarily all die. Well, they certainly didn't die all at the same time. All at the same time. They did not die all at the same time. No. They did not die yeah. necessarily one right after another. It was, there was some time to go off and try and live. Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's no, what are you going to do? Right. But it didn't seem like they, it's almost like they were disorientated or something, mm -hmm. you know, like you, you, you have equipment that was left there that they didn't utilize yep. um, clothing. I mean, there was a lot of things going on. So that's that's the other part that's you know kind of disturbing to me. Um, so some of the body damage that we can talk about. Um, the Soviet authorities determined that six had died from hypothermia, while the other three had been killed by physical trauma. Yeah. So the big so, one that I was hearing was major chest fractures, uh, yeah. akin to being hit by a car. Yeah, or pressure and skull and skull. One skull, fractures. yeah, one small crack in the skull for uh, one of them. Okay, had exposed skull bones. Now, again, mm, let's bear in yeah. mind they found the bodies later, so it could have totally been exposed by somebody else, by something having Chewing? a snack, But Perhaps. I don't know. Um, it says four of the bodies were found lying in running water in a creek, and three of these had soft tissue damage in the head and face. Two of the bodies were missing their eyes. Yep. Uh, one was missing its tongue and one was missing its eyebrows. Uh, it concluded in their investigation, compelling natural force. I don't I like know what that, that means. I like that term, compelling natural force. Had caused the death. <laughs> now, with that said, the soft parts of a body tend to be the place where small animals do tend to, you know. Or uh, they, like they, they, so the ravine where they, you said, cause it's a bit of a river ravine. It was a small there. Creek. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I mean, I mean, fish, eh, I don't know. Uh, but, but small, like if you're around wood, wooded areas that are uh, with creeks, you could have mink, weasels, yeah. you know, small yeah. creatures with a foxes, very sharp. I, I don't know if foxes are native to that area, but they would have told Fox me. is a lot like a dog though. I mean, it would have probably gnawed on them. You know, I would think, you know, took okay. a piece, took a chunk, what about shakes its heads. What about birds, birds? I think birds for sure. Crows, crows, crows would, would go peck your eyes out. Like nobody. Yeah. Now, crows and ravens may even pick at your, you know, but you may see signs of that. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, mm -hmm. pecking is a, you know, and that's why I wish that 
I think this was was just such a half-assed attempt at oh the investigation was pinning this together handled it was mishandled uh, like I you read yeah. everything about it it was just completely yeah. and utterly mishandled like my guess is is that you know you're getting all most of this information from the search team which is not a forensics team right and they're they're not able to kind of you know, they're moving the bodies. They're doing all sorts of shit and they're making a mess out of everything. Is my That's guess. right. This is a search. They see this as, as the rescue team would see it as a search and rescue operation, not as yeah. a potentially active crime scene. Which, which, yeah, which I mean, for myself, um, it's, it's just strange in how the bodies are and how far apart they are from one another. And then, you know, then you have these four, like you say, that are just like, they're, in, they're, they're way in the bush now. <laughs> they're under four meters and four meters folks if you're american that would be equivalent to about 12 or 13 feet um, yeah so that's like climbing into a snow cave realizing it's not a cave and it's literally just a pile of snow with a hole in it yeah it's Which deep we used to stay in quincy's remember and mm-hmm. i think as kids uh i'm sure you did it at the wrecking yard where we would burrow through the snow banks oh yeah for sure um and and, shelters, and hey. it's not it's not unreasonable to think that, but if they had the ability to do that, my question would have gotten is back to the camp, right. which was literally now it's it, where there was a camp, stove and a repairable well, tent. What, is it 500 meters? What, what distance so were they from? The they were about one kilometer, one point something from, from the tree line to the, where yeah, their they, tent was, was about a kilometer, they which really, is not that they far. Really, well, <laughs> it's far, but they could see it. It was almost a line of sight, right? So, you know, if you think about a kilometer, it's a thousand meters, right? Um, Dyatlov was right. He was like the closest. He was like 500 meters from, he was halfway there. And uh, like those guys. So the order I've got for this, for Datlov, Slobodan, and Komagovanova, we're heading towards the camp. Back up the hill. Back up the hill. Yeah. 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 And that's what I mean. Like, so were they all together? You know, and then all of a sudden they said, okay, we need to go get supplies. And those guys fucking died. And then, you know, that who knows? I, I don't know what made them leave the camp. Was it, you know, we'll get into that. Yeah. The, the, the cool stuff. That's where the cool stuff comes in. Cool and kind of fucking frustrating and sad because, yeah. Anyway, um, the, uh, the official conclusion by Russian authorities um, they reopened the incident in 2019. Its conclusions were presented in 2020, July, that an avalanche had led to the deaths. That's all they say. Survivors of the avalanche had been forced to suddenly leave their camp in low visibility conditions. I would suspect, uh, let me read on. I don't want to be such an asshole today. Uh, with inadequate clothing and had died of hypothermia. Well, that explains six of them, but not all of them. Um, avalanches would tend to take the tent. This is one of the arguments about the, the slope. I mean, the, the whole slab avalanche thing that would, it would tents take, we're not covered. The tents were not knocked down. The tents were not covered. Yes. So it or moved something or moved. They were so still had the anchors in the ground. So, so if you were in a tent and a slab avalanche, which folks, so let's talk about the slab avalanche, which is yeah. apparently, and I'll show a picture of, the- of what it, cause I read a lot about it too. And, and it makes, if the bodies were all together, it makes the most amount of sense, right? Like I'm in a tent laying beside you and there is an avalanche. We're going, and people survive avalanches, 
right? This is a the real thing. You 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 can survive. <laughs> um, but typically you'll all be swept away in a similar fashion. So here is the here is the based on the results and contemporary documents by Russian investigators, the research team suggests the following reconstruction yes. of the incident. Okay, so here put your reading time, folks. On the evening of February first. Sleeping hikers suddenly awakened, surprised by a slab of snow crushing down on the part of the tent facing the slope. Three are partially buried, sustaining crushing, sustaining serious, not immediately fatal injuries. Panicking, one of the hikers cut the tent open with a knife, sending the shoeless and undressed group into the pitch black and freezing night with temperatures below minus 23 degrees Fahrenheit. I'm not sure what that is Celsius, but it's probably cold. I think they, they equal out. Like 20 below is yeah once you go below zero because it's like you yeah know, they start to 13 divide by two or something like that yeah, something like that. all nine flee for almost one kilometer about two miles which is so not even remotely a friggin that's a kilometer shorter than a mile with anyway. no clothes on yeah poorly dressed shoeless and undressed yeah. Down the slope into the nearby woods. At the cedar tree, two hikers start a fire, realizing the fading flame will not keep the group alive the entire night. Three hikers, despite the risk of further avalanches, try to find their way back to the tent to get supplies and warm clothing, but are disoriented by the low visibility and end up dying on the slope. Four of them, venturing deeper into the woods, try to find shelter in a snow cave, but to the injured to continue, finally succumb to their internal injuries. And then the thing right. crushes them. Yeah. So this is... This is the idea that the the slab came down, hit the tent, and all of a sudden they just panic and run. <laughs> Kilometer in deep. Somebody snow. was buried, and if you look at the picture of the tent, I agree with you. You look at the picture of the tent; it does not look like that tent was. Now, maybe it's much bigger because the poles are still. It, it, now it held all of them, so you know so that it's, it's a fairly large tent. Yeah. Um, my my problem is though is that in the pictures of where they. There is no sign of any kind of snow. Like when you have a release of any kind of avalanche. And so the experts, when I, when I was watching this, uh, it's an American who did it and he does a documentary. I, I watched his like YouTube. I'll, I'll post his name. Um, he, he doesn't believe that that's the case. He goes, the weather was cold. Avalanches tend to be more of a, a mild weather issue. Right. Okay. So th- that's almost all. All avalanches, what happens is, is everything's frozen. It's solid and it's tight. And it was 30 below this evening. The, this the isn't evening. an avalanche prone, e- prone there either. Like this is not. No, this is not an avalanche. This is like an our neck of the woods. When was the last time you heard a fucking avalanche around here? I mean, it's possible, but it's Colorado not plausible. Avalanche, does that count? What's that? Colorado avalanche. Well, it's a fucking mountain. Yeah, of course. It's no, no, the hockey team, the Colorado. <laughs> oh, yeah. it is a Colorado. Oh, I thought you meant in Colorado. Yeah, of course. Special sure. Um, But yeah, like in our neck of the woods, you're not, not so much because the grade of this is not, they're not on like Mount Everest. Like not very steep. It's, it's, it's not, not that great. steep. Like it's still a slope, but it's not. You know. And even if it was, let's say it was an avalanche. Why would you run away from it? You know, you're experienced enough to know that if that avalanche went, there's very unlikely chance that you're going to have a secondary, you know, on a slope this this of this magnitude, right? All of you are going to run. Why wouldn't you grab your shit? Why? People Why wouldn't you panic and do dumb things? At 30 know. below, you're you know as well as I do. If you're in cold weather, what your first thought is, fuck, I need my gear. That's it. Putting on boots. At least, <laughs> at least, because you know you're dead. 
these are not strangers to, to cold no, environments. They're not, they're not inexperienced. So if they were, if this was a bunch of cheese eating high school kids, I would say, Hey, it's possible. No, I would agree. Like these, these are, are not, not, these are not unexperienced individuals. And the fact yeah. that all of them. Mm-hmm. Now, and, and not only that they're in good shape, they're, they're, they're in their own rights. They're athletes in some, some respect. Sure. I mean, they're, they're, they're doing something like this to begin with through difficult weather. And, and I mean, that, that says a testament to, to who they are to begin with. So, um, so let me, do you want me to recap here, just kind of where we're at and then we can get into kind of the theories. Of, yes. Cause basically the re cause we've determined from the two investigations, it was an avalanche that killed them. They're, I mean, that's, that's the closed. determination case closed. Uh, you know, the first time, before the files were locked away. And I think that's important to mention. This is Russia, though. Everything is locked away in the Kremlin. <laughs> you know, doesn't matter what it is. You know, nothing's public record for a bazillion years. Um, you basically have, you know, just this, this. Jesus, there is something. Yeah, I don't, what, did, did an animal fall into a fan or something? There is no fan. And I didn't see, I saw it in the camera, but I did not see it come by me. It's a little weird. Da, 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 da. Da, da, da. The next episode. On next episode. Mortar Chaos. Stuff that flies around in Phil's house. Uh, well, I do have pets. So there's a very good chance that it's hair. Um, where was I with this? Oh, yeah. So the first time, there was no mention of avalanche. There was no mention of anything. I would think that if there was an avalanche, the first time around, they would have said, fuck, it looks like an avalanche here, boys. No? Okay. But that wasn't the case. That didn't happen. That became to 2019, some 40 years later, 60 years later. When, well, yeah, 60 years later. So 59 to 2019. Yeah, 60 years. Yeah. So 60 years later, you're telling me it's an avalanche. Okay. Apparently they figured more. it out from an algorithm used in Frozen. <laughs> I know. I, I fucking watched it too. I'm like, Okay, because I got the stuff so perfectly. All right, all right, whatever. I mean, sounds good. The Disney figured it out. Problems, yeah, case closed. Case closed. That doesn't explain a whole lot, but whatever. So, and we'll get into that because the weird shit's coming up. This is all just the basic stuff. So, six of the group members died of hypothermia, three of fatal injuries. There were no indication of other people nearby because you know there was nine footprints, and uh, yeah, anyway. Um so the tent had been ripped open from within. Victims had died six to eight hours after their last meal. That was determined through the investigation. Traces from the camp show that all group members left the campsite of their own accord on foot. Of course, if you could tell that 20. So, but, but that's what they were saying. And this is the original uh, yeah. report. The original investigation. The that they left the campsite on foot. There yeah. were footprints around. How can you have an avalanche and still see footprints? That's the other big question. Well, and again, like we said, 20 some odd days before the search team shows up. Yeah. Like this like, isn't like they showed up the next day saying, oh, look, there's a bunch of footprints around. That's it. what I'm saying. It's yeah. weird. To dispel the theory of an attack by the indigenous Mansi people. Mansi, yeah. um, they got some Mansi in there to say, did you do it? Yeah. Stated that the fatal injuries of the three bodies could not have been caused by human beings. So that was the first thing they said right. that because it was the crushing the there crushing was two injuries with no injuries external the, injuries no yeah there's no external uh, uh bruising on it it that's right it's internal 
they likened it to yeah. a car crash. They likened it to something to a car crash, the amount of kinetic energy transfer you'd see in a car crash. So all the release documentation contained no information about the condition of the skier's internal organs. So upon autopsy, all that information has disappeared. Doesn't exist. Uh, and obviously there were no survivors. Apparently they were very orange. That's what I'd heard. They were very... They were all very orange. Um, they talked about, I think, uh, discoloration of hair. And the, and the hair was gray. gray. Yeah, graying of the hair, which is, you know, sometimes a radiation, I guess, but it's also common in, in, in bodies that are in the cold. It's that, I read that. Composition in cold climates. Like it's. Yeah. And it affects different different people differently. I, I, I don't know. Different people differently, you know. I want to sound all smart and stuff. So let's go through some of the theories of what happened. And basically. If you want to start, kick us off. What do you What do you want to talk about first? Okay, so so I'm not uh, so one of the theories about what happened, and I'm not going to go with the one I know you want to hit because you want to hit that one hard. I'm going to talk about infrasound. I like that one. I don't I I don't understand it, but I I like it, and that's actually the the guy that did the Netflix. There's a there's a video on Netflix. Ah, what was his name? I have it somewhere. Anyway, he he was he believed that that was um, the actual. Oh, Donnie Eichers from 2013. His name is Donnie. Eichers sound familiar. Eichers, E I C H A R S. He sound familiar. His book, The Dead Mountain. He he did a ton of research and he walked this fucking thing. He went up and he did this trail. Like I'm like, I don't know about you, man. I, mean, I don't think, I don't think this is a good idea. Like nine people died of you know, fucking craziness. So maybe he did it during the summer. Who knows? But he is a, a very legit dude, though. So I, I think you're onto something here. Well, the infrasound one is cool. So the infrasound um, is uh, that the wind going around Colat created a Harmon vortex yeah. street which can produce mm-hmm. infrasound capable of inducing panic attacks in humans. Right. So this is called the fear frequency. Infrasound is any sound below 20, uh, 20 hertz. Oh, yeah. You can't perceive it. But what? just because we don't consciously hear it doesn't mean we don't respond to it. Really? So this is what infrasound is. Okay. And in certain individuals, low frequency sound can produce feelings of fear or dread or even depression. So they also, so the cool thing about this is they link infrasound to ghost sightings. So sites right. with a low umber. But in this case, the theory is this infrasound, the wind created this infrasound. So they wouldn't even know they were hearing it. So it's not like they said, oh, I heard a scary sound. Right. They right. just know they were overwhelmed with, with anxiety and, and dread. And you know what? That's a very real thing, like panic attacks and things like that. And anyone listening, I mean, if you do have them. Um, you, know the, you know exactly. It, it, you're not putting your. You're living whatever. On the woods. You know, what's that? You're not in the woods. You're not putting your pants on. <laughs> I mean, right. And uh, I, I know people personally who caught them. I, I, I've never had one, um, per se. I mean, I, myself. I don't know, but I know what I've seen. That brief feeling of fear when there's no toilet. When I'm sitting there and there's no toilet paper, I'm like, Oh God! Oh, not the sink so, again. And Fuck. I'm cursing my wife, saying, damn you. And I'll see the empty roll. I'm like, I didn't empty the roll. I'm using the roll again. <laughs> using the toilet brush. <laughs> using the brush, the sink, little Same splash, place. splash. Um, but yeah, no, like, but I have seen it where people have have really shut down and thought they were having a heart attack. And, and it was this stress. kind of explains mm-hmm. some of it, right? So this is the problem. 
Mm-hmm. And we'll touch on some of the other weirdness, but this explains in some senses why it seems like these experienced hikers engaged in somewhat irrational behavior. It, it does. Um, Definitely a it, fear-based behavior, what they did. I want to read his book because it's really kind of touted as, I know this website was pretty good and, and I didn't use it as as gospel. I, I tried to do a lot of different sites and there is there is sites out there. Yeah, but the you bulk know, one is that Datloff Pass. Like the, that I, I is, really I really can't plug that enough because they have really, and I think the one of the guys involved in it recently died. Uh, yeah, and I, I, memorandum on the front page. So folks, uh, go to that site and take. Yeah, it check it out. I, I did go to it, but I, there is conflicting information, of course, and sure there is because they've collected everything, right? They didn't come out. So what they yeah. tried to do with that site is they tried to collect everything, and they touch it on the alt infrasound. But the infrasound fear frequency one, uh, where did I grab this article from? I grabbed it from Strange Dimensions. Okay. And I've also grabbed one from uh, like uh, Wikipedia, Forbes. Like there's a bunch of stuff yeah. about this theory. Yeah. That and I read about it too. And, and the, But where it, where it comes from is, not where it comes from, but like the theory that this fellow has is that there is some sort of paranoia that went on. Now- there's also something that floats around that there is an, um, a picture of they saw something. They Now, was it a Mancy hunter? Is, it the, is this the... I think <clears> I they think it's a done. Yeti, but I, yeah, it doesn't I look like it. a Yeti to me. It doesn't like look dude like... dude in one of those old snowshoes. Yeah, like it kind of looks like a dude, but there's no doubt that that picture is legit. Yeah, 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 like it's a legit picture. Um and they did talk about it. I think in one, I didn't read the journal entry. There's so many. Uh, I didn't really want to, I didn't have time to sift through all of the entries to find it, but I did find that they did talk about how, Oh, I think that a snow snowmen are real now or something to that effect. Um, but what I, I don't know if that freak had, see, there's a lot of things that freak you out when you're in the middle of nowhere, even in a big group, right? A lot of panic and, it makes a lot of sense. This infrasound, it, it just, yeah. The more I think about it, okay. well, I'll do the next there, one. There, there's mine. I went with the infrasound one. So, well, there's a few, so we can kind of, <laughs> um, mine, the one that I like that I believe is, is makes the most sense to me. If, if there was, and it, even then it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because there's no, it would have to be a government cover up, which we know government. This is Russia. Well, this is Russia. And I mean, man. Um, so the Soviet parachute mine exercises. Now, this area was basically a testing site for a lot of different things, uh, including some nuclear weapon testing at some point. I don't believe there was any nuclear testing. But what a parachute mine is, is a mine that explodes. It's basically dropped out of a bomber and a big parachute opens, hence parachute bomb or mine, and then it explodes in the air, causing a concussion. Yeah, which uh, a black, like a concussive wave. That yeah, just, and it's, it's, been, it's not shrapnel, it's concussion. It's concussion, and it's, they're big, um, and they're, you know, they're, they're, they're designed to go over battlefields and make a mess of things, right? And it would cause very similar wounds um, to, and, and panic. <laughs> Yeah, the, the panic. <laughs> Fuck. The panic is important. Yeah, the panic is important. These yeah. people were clearly not thinking when they cut themselves out of their tent and yeah. ran, you know, unclothed 
or improperly clothed into the into well the and and not only that if they were doing an exercise and this could i'm not saying this is like you know they they even knew that the, i mean why would the military even know they're there um but doing an exercise they're not dropping one right no. they're going to drop several and if they do that um you know this could be them like holy fuck we got to get out of here <laughs> and then some of them they could have been you know the slower of the the individuals could have been damaged from you know the concussion of the uh of the exactly. force the of the bomb. Is they yeah. panicked got out of the tent and while they were trying to get away others were blowing up like yeah. going off yeah and and you know obviously they made it so far and now you're freezing the fucking death i mean yeah you know 30 below you panicked you ran you did what you thought you know your adrenaline's pumping and then all of a sudden now you're you're frozen you're you're cold adrenaline's done i like it because it makes the most sense to me in terms of like if there was there was one thing that could have happened if 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 you know these are experienced people even if they were an avalanche i'm sure they would have dug their way out i'm sure they would have done something they had to be incoherent in some way shape or form there was a panic that set in yeah, messed up. Either the altered state of consciousness, maybe they were just sleep fucked. They woke up and they're like, ah. But I don't know about you. If I'm running out, I, I'd like to think I would have the sense to. Yeah, but you've heard fireworks. I cut my you've heard fireworks close, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now multiply that by like twenty, because that's what the sound of one of these fucking things is going to be, and it's going to fucking, you know. And these are multiple fucking things going off in the middle of the peace and quiet of your, you know, <laughs> your surroundings. I could only see that as being, you know, it, it just one of the theories anyway. Uh, there was also reports from other hikers. So this is important. And, and people claim this is aliens or what have you. Um, but it coincides with reports of sightings of glowing orange orbs floating or falling in the sky in the general vicinity. Yeah. These are the planes. Because interesting. That, yeah, because they use a beacon. So when these things blow up. So this is a then, and that was proven that <clears throat> they believe that it could have been potentially military aircraft. Makes sense. Dropping the bomb, it's got one of those fucking little flashies on it. It can be seen from a lot of different places. My only problem with that is, wouldn't they have heard? If they can see it, would they have not heard it? So if they if they saw it, they should have heard explosions because right, especially multiple explosions. Multiple explosions. So there's flaws in everything. Like, you know, and I, I like I like to be honest with myself um, when I'm doing these kinds of things. But And there are a few military testing ones, right? There was one recently where they were talking about uh, it's um, a blogger was going on about this, basically that it was a missile strike. Right. So, uh, yeah. Except that. He said a small yield missile that hit the side of the rock. And he said there's a fused crater. So we talk small yield. That, my friends, means atomic. That's not That's necessarily right. like they saying that there was an atomic missile <clears throat> or nuclear missile, I guess. Yeah. Detonated within what is it? Uh, situated about three kilometers from the side of their tent. Oh, really? Yeah. So there is a crater. That's what it says. You can see, he says from his online. I had didn't look into it. It's. So my only problem with that is that so there was written of the two 
two of the four that were found in the the collapsed cave uh, had radioactivity uh, on their clothing. This is the one that is, this is the one thing that is really hard to explain for everything, whether it's a slab avalanche, whether it's the military testing. Yeah. Why the radioactivity. Were, why were two of them radioactive? Here's an even better question. Why are you checking for radiation? Why are you bringing a Geiger? Because they actually, they had a, a Geiger Soviet counter. officer with a Geiger counter with them. Yeah. There's a picture of that. Yeah. So tell me why you would and bring. And they had that. a, uh, what was it? Basically their secret police, which uh, again, well, I mean, that could be anything. You got a bunch of people dead there, you know, who knows. But tell me why you bring that on an excursion <laughs> to find a bunch of hiking kids. Yeah. Now, that, that tells me that there's something else that's that's deeper. And I think this tells a lot of people this stuff. You kind of go, okay, this doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, what exactly Two happened? of them are radioactive. So this is where everybody says, well, wait a second. If there was something. Mm-hmm. If it was a nuclear strike. They'd all, they'd all be, be they'd all glow in the dark. They would all glow in the dark, but only two. And I mean, beta particles was on their clothing, which they, tr- the, the one, so the two things I've heard, one that one of these students was like a physics major and they use beta particles to determine the width of net, like the, the width of so, depth of net. Yeah. One of them worked for a, uh, or I don't know if he worked or did a placement. We'll have to find out, uh, but did, did something with one of the nuclear, yeah, uh, facility. So he was. But these were engineers, mm-hmm. right? So and they were learning like to to be engineers in these kind of facilities. So who knows? Maybe he worked there. Maybe they had it beforehand, but it Maybe wasn't. He wasn't wearing his like clothes. To do excursions to areas you're not supposed to go to. So the other one, yeah, would go to areas that they're not supposed to. Again, who knows? I bring a Geiger counter, right? Why do that? It's like bringing a hand grenade to a barbecue. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Exactly. Right. So unless you're expecting to use this thing, like why are you testing for radioactivity? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, this is Russia. Like, look at Chernobyl. I hate to say they fucking kept that under wraps for like, what, a month, two months. They tried to keep it hidden. And yeah, so a lot of they can't try to keep everything hidden. So the secrecy with Russia uh, what's the one I got here? I got a list article linking to the secrecy aspect. Let me see. Uh, well, they don't want anything as an embarrassment. Logical weapons being used in the area, which again, you know, because the Geiger mm-hmm. counter thing, right? Yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense if you're... I know what they're doing. They know that these are just kids. I mean, for the most part, but or they're kids. They? Or are they? Dun, dun, dun. Well, so one of the things, one of the theories mm. sort of links back to the military testing, not mm-hmm. so much a testing of a weapon that the students came across military doing something, testing something and the military silenced them. Yeah. And, and, and all and the, the evidence basically got corrupted at that <clears throat> point And now case closed. Well, and, and it would be very easy for the military to do something like that. You know, and and then you got to remember too in this time period, these are hard fucking people. We've talked about that before. Yep. Like Russians are tough fucking people. They had to be, you know, to survive. You know, um, but at the end of the day, I don't know. It'd be tough for me to to swallow the, <clears throat> that a military would do that to a bunch of. I don't think they would. I think they would. I think it'd be tough. They would trump them up. They would trump them up on treason. Like they would throw them in jail. Well, they fucking, I don't even think they'd have to. 
I think you would have a couple KGB guys go, you know, you did not see anything here, right? Want to spend the rest of your life in the uh, Gustavo? There? <laughs> no, no, you don't want to go that to fun. the worst Russian impression. I am called Soviet the Union. <laughs> Soviet Union. Not Russian, yeah. it's Soviets. You'll spend all your time. Anyway, um, yeah, but, you, you know, like they didn't need to kill them. And I'm sure they didn't. I mean, I don't think we all want to hate the fucking Russians, but I'll tell you right now. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. So let's touch on some of the really crazy ones. So I want to do Yeti. The Yeti. Yes. Right. So they and say, I love the Yeti. But they, yeah, <laughs> basically, you know, the evil, the evil snowbound Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. They say, hey, the injuries the guy suffered on his, the, the, the ones that suffered on the chest. No human could done that. But, you know, if you get a bear hog by a Yeti or smoked by a Yeti. It, it would have the strength to do it. And that picture, that picture so, of the snow of this, of the dude in the snowsuit, which I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Like it's a snowsuit. It's a, it's, it's taken from a distance. Yeah. Um, what I think it looks to me like a guy in a fur, you know, like a fur jacket. Like if you were the Mansi, these, these are people that would be using fur true. as true, as you know, like coyote fur, or if you even look at Inuit, um apparel you know they're one piece typically no seams because you don't want to have a jacket that buttons up it's warmer if there's no seams and shit that's kind of what it looks like and and they were talking in the journal about following this hunter like they were following his tracks through the trail he was dragging a fucking deer behind him maybe he got you know wise to them and was like what the fuck there's a whole we know that military you know how we treat our indigenous people here in this fucking country. Yeah. I mean, these people are are no different. The, these guys are like, oh shit, a bunch of whiteies are coming. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, you know? And maybe they did catch a picture of them. He doesn't know who they are. He doesn't know if they're military. They're kind of wearing military type style clothing, you know? They're like not if, Mansi. The key thing is they're not Mansi. They're not Mansi. There's a bunch <clears throat> of people walking around my mountains. <laughs> Right. And it sounds like, you know, he left his deer. They found his, his, where he stopped and and had a rest. And, you know, he probably knew that's his fucking forest. He probably knew they were there long before, you know, whatever. He was like, okay, fucking have my deer. I'm not, I'm not dragging this any further. I'm, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Um, But yeah. And I love the Yeti and I love, but I don't think it's a fucking, if there is a Yeti, I don't think it's a raging fucking kill monster. Um, no. And again, the whole, what else doesn't line up? Right. So we've got a bunch of partially dressed people running around. Uh, yeah. We've got a fire. Now they did potentially split mm. up, I guess. Maybe it's like a bad horror movie. I don't know. Yeah. But you know, if you have this super apex predator of a creature, it's more people with crushing chest injuries, I think, or not only that, it's not going to do that. It's going to fucking bite you or it's going sure. to, it's just going to br- grab your head and fucking shake you like, and break your neck. Like it's not going to have to think about creative ways to kill you. <laughs> you know, it, it's just going to fucking do it. <laughs> you know, I'm a 10 foot tall, fucking 800 pound fucking gorilla. It's gonna fucking just pick me up and snap me like nothing. It oh, doesn't exactly. It's gonna. It's gonna. It's gonna make you. Yeah. yeah. Or grab me and just well. start whacking me off fucking trees. I, I mean, mean, there's no. Look at how apes fight. 
gorillas. They pound like they don't they don't fight like, oh, I'm going to grab you. They don't give you a bear hug and crush your ribs. I'm going to ever see gorillas when they fight each other. They're like (laughs) fisting each other, you know, like, okay. It doesn't make sense. Unlikely to be the Yeti, folks. That's I would love it to be a fucking. Yeah. Unlikely to be the Yeti. And I'm the guy who fucking loves, loves Bigfoot. But I mean, I can't. Your Bigfoot love. I do. I, I love the idea. And I don't. It doesn't disprove that there's not a Yeti. It's just that I don't think a Yeti makes any sense. Not only that, why? Why would it? It doesn't make sense. Fuck. Anyway, the next one, paradoxical undressing. Yes, this is the... And it's a real thing. This is not... This is a real thing. This is a real thing. Yeah, so they found that, you know, individuals who have had hypothermia or, or, or a lot of times that are lost in the wilderness... They may actually find them unclothed, undressed. And they, get, the re- they feel like they're getting too hot. So they unbearably hot, apparently. Apparently, it's a thing where they actually, the cold, and I don't know if that's your body's way of trying to minimize your suffering, right? I don't know. By, by doing another type of suffering, <clears throat> by making it like you're on fire, or, or by saying, okay, well, you know, you've, you've reached the point of no return. We're screwed. Yeah, you're screwed. And this is basically you're gonna take your clothes off and finish the deal. <laughs> I mean, or you feel warm. I don't I don't know the science behind it, but it is a real thing. Um like, like the old theory about rubbing snow on frostbite that oh, that's supposed to do anything. Whoever fucking thought of that. What a dumb idea. Folks, you're applying cold to cold. Put more cold on your fucking frozen digits. No, yeah. that's very dumb. Very dumb. Um, trying to keep some steak from rotting here. Well, that's it. And now they did only find two of the individuals with no clothing on. So and to say no clothing, none of them were. Well, naked. they they were in their under undergarment. Yeah, so I would imagine it would have been like a onesie, like a long, like yeah, a long John suit. I said what I'm thinking. Yeah, like I, yeah, but maybe they were. Maybe they were in their tidy whiteies. Do we have tidy whiteies? Uh, there's pictures. I saw all the pictures. Huh? <laughs> I'm sure they would have had some sort of boxer or something in the fifties. Uh, but there were pictures and it did appear to be a full one onesie for like both a of union those. suit. Yeah. Yeah. And they were um, barefoot uh, for the most part, those ones. Um, yeah. So, and they looked like they died horribly. A lot of this. I saw the one guy like this curled up. It's one guy it's, bit off his knuckle. Yeah. It's it's, it's not pretty. Like if you've got a weak stomach, you don't want to look at these pictures. You know, especially if you look at all the happy. So that was my mistake. I'm going through reading the journals. I'm like, oh, these are lovely people. Look at them smiling and laughing and singing their song. Oh my god, <laughs> they're all dead. They're all fucking dead. <laughs> you know? It's one of those things. Like, oh, I felt really sad. At the end, but that's why I didn't read them. It humanizes them. This is really the humanizes them. They they were you don't want to read any of these things. Of they were just you do, but it's going to be nice. You know that you nice know the story people. ends. Doesn't end well for them. And I knew how the story ended, but I still wanted to. I don't know. Yeah, but the picture, and I'm going to read really the book. Capture it, by the way. The picture is when you see, like I saw the one where the guy hmm. is basically like curled up like this. Oh yeah, and just like looks like an abject. Well, the one that the, there's no eyes. Like the two of them, no eyes. They're, but it does not look like an animal had started. It, it's there's something else. 
I don't know. They do not pull any punches, folks. So if you're looking no. for the photos in the raw, yeah, the Soviets, yeah, beware. They released everything. They released everything. Yeah, beware though. It is graphic, and uh, we I mean, fucking warned podcast, you. Which is clean. PG, not made. PG. Kids. Oh, how old is kids? Like, what is kids now? Well, it depends like what kids. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Yeah, we would enjoy that. Um, so yeah, that's mine. Paradoxical uh undressing. You got another one? Because I got another one. I don't want to go with my I there's the UFO one. Uh, this is where <coughs> they go off and say the aliens did it, which I think that's a fucking throwaway. just a, a that's a throwaway. That's a throwaway, right? Like that's they talk aliens about did it. Uh, aliens did it. Now they did say the lights, but that made a lot. At first, when I heard that, I was like, oh god, now it's an alien thing. But, but I don't think it links so. Better to the military testing thing for sure. It does. Yeah, absolutely. So there was one other thing, and um, it happened somewhere else, and it killed eight hikers, and it's called a catabatic wind. Ah, the catabatic wind. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I never heard of this before, but it's very rare. Uh, it can happen basically on long slopes with mountainous ranges. Um, and basically it's like gravity is taking this fucking wind and just pushing it down the slope and it picks up speed. It actually picks up speed to like a hurricane sort of equivalency. So like 200 kilometers or hundred and some kilometers. They link this to the slab avalanche thing, by the way, where they say this wind comes down and what it would do is it would basically grab the upper layer and just move it. Like, yeah, well, by itself, it would grab this massive layer of ice and snow and yeah. And this actually happened to eight hikers in Sweden where they were on a slope, uh, but their body positions, like where they were killed, it were all very in, they weren't anything like this this trail like they were no, this is completely this was bizarro this is by whatever happened they were they died afterwards that's right they were fucking these swedes were killed by this wind storm of some sort um and and it also i mean these are hurricanes so any kind of loose material was also getting blown around too so but yeah that's that's pretty much it uh aliens always yeah, always aliens, right? It, and always aliens, and I love aliens as well. Support that at I, all, but they say that's where the radiation came from. It's like, well, radiation was on two of them. It's beta particles, and yeah, no other evidence that. So the the fact that I mean, radiation comes from all sorts of things. We we have you know, you have a phone in your pocket, my computer. There's everything has radiation the Earth itself. Yes. So, but but why did you bring a Geiger counter? To a why horse race. Why did you bring a Geiger counter? Why did you? Is that part of your kit when you go off and look yeah. for hikers? And in 1959, it's not like you can go pick one up at Walmart. <laughs> it's a big deal to have a Geiger counter. And it's counter. not just bring the Geiger. It's using the Geiger counter. Using it's it. not like this is part of our gear and yes. maybe, you know, it's just packed as part of our kit. It's like you used it. What are you looking for, Russia? What are you looking for? Yeah. It's, it, I have no more answers than I did when I first started reading this. I just. Slab Avalanche. I'm agreeing with the. Uh, <laughs> slab, like, avalanche. slab Avalanche. It just makes the most sense to me. Make Good night. Sense. <laughs> Good night. Slab Avalanche. I, I can't. Death by I can't. I can't wrap my head around uh, all the things. I guess my mind just doesn't let me. And 
you know, There's maybe unanswered questions. Agreed. There is, there is. And I couldn't put my finger on any one of these and say, this, this is definitively what happened. And a lot of people can, a lot of people can just do what you did and just go slab avalanche. That's it. I, I don't want to accept that it's that simple uh, because they were so experienced. I think that, you know, in their lifetime doing these hikes, I can't imagine that that would be the first time they would ever have experienced an avalanche or something of that effect, you know, something of that effect, right? There's so, panic and just the way things went. Yeah. They fucking lost it. There's they lost it. On. Yeah. We're going on avalanche or not. And maybe there was, but what the fuck? Cause something else happened. They had to, they just, if you've got your shit together, like these kids did, you know, to travel four days by fucking plane, train, or an automobile. Yes, that's a John Candy plug. Such a great movie. Those, <laughs> Such aren't, a great, pillows. those aren't pillows. Where's your arm between two pillows? <laughs> those aren't pillows. Fuck. <laughs> um, but yeah, but you know, and then then have the the fucking fortitude to like take on a journey like this. These aren't people to just give up. You know, they don't they die in the snow. In their defense, it doesn't look like they necessarily gave up, but it certainly looks like they handled it literally the worst way possible. And again, the burns. Yeah. That's what kills me. The burns. If, yeah. If Why did he burn, climb a tree for no fucking reason? Why? What doesn't well, make no sense? Did, did, were you looking for something to make sure you weren't being followed? Were you? Right. What happened? The planes had left. Something right. weird happened here. Something fucking weird happened. And, and I don't think we'll ever have the answers to it because... Like, why are their internal organs missing? And why is the data missing on all of their autopsies? Well, that's a bureaucracy, I suppose. But is it? Yeah. Is well, it, is it? You're right. Geiger counter. I don't know. Geiger counter. That's one of the weirder parts. Like, yeah, the radioactivity is all these theories, regardless of which one, even the parachute mines. Yeah. Once you look to the radioactivity, you're like, what? It's the one thing <laughs> that sort of goes and says it doesn't align with any of the potential theories yeah. other than saying, ah, you know, it just happened to them, happened to be radioactive. It was Russia at the time. That's what we did. Yeah. And let's just say that, you know, let's say it was the mines, you know, it, there would have had to have been cleanup, right? But you yourself know you can have one snowstorm and it looks like nobody's been at like a park, a busy park, yeah, like right. one snowstorm. It's gone. It's all gone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a blanket. And, uh, Maybe there's a reason why nobody contacted them, or maybe the parents did call and somebody said, "Oh yeah, we'll uh, look for them," and then they didn't until the twenty twenty sixth. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make. And a they lot found of all sense. his footprints. They're like, "Hey, there's a bunch of footprints here." Nine exactly. <laughs> nine sets exactly nine. After an avalanche, because nobody mm-hmm. ran in somebody else's footsteps. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. You fucking no idea. So what are we doing next week? All right. So since we did Datloff Pass this week, yeah. the Yuba County Five. I said I would go off and talk about it. The Yuba County Five. I like America's it. America's Datloff Pass. Okay. All right. Uh, it's a I love one. this. It's, it's I, a I, weird one. You'll you'll fill when you're it's okay. not as freaky as the Datloff Pass one. Ah, that's okay. But it's still friggin' weird. Yeah. Okay. I'm in for it. So the, the, what's it called? Yuba. Y-U-B-A. Y-U-B-A. County five. County five. It's basically known as America's Datloff Pass. Awesome. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, I guess we're wrapping it up. I mean, I, I hope that we did. did so to summarize, this. let's do our summary first. Sure. Yeah. 
nine hikers died in the Ural Mountains near yes. peak 1079. Pass gets named posthumously to the Datloff Pass after Igor Datloff, the leader of Igor. this doom yeah. expedition. Yes. Uh, lots of weird shit. Tons of weird uh, shit. Tons of weird stuff. It, it, this was not as simple, oh, they died of exposure. They died of exposure, but all the stuff leading up to yeah. exposure and the ones who didn't die of exposures, like crushing chest injuries from yeah. car, what appeared to be car impacts, like force equivalent to car impacts. Very odd. Pressure. Pressure. Yeah. A lot and of pressure. Radioactivity. And radioactivity. Geiger counters. Man, I, I I hope we did it some justice. There's so much information, folks, that... that Datlovepass.com if you're interested in more information. Yeah. Read uh, read about it. It's a, it's a good read. I mean, careful about the journals, folks, because you're going to get attached. It's a fucking. And then you get to look at the pictures of them. Oh, and it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. You actually feel like you know them a little bit. And then, well, yeah, you know what happens. All right. Well, thank you very much for watching the OC. I'm Phil, my co host, Corey, and we will see you next week for some Yuba, Yuba County 5. Right? You would kill it five. All right. Take care of yourselves. Good night. See you, folks.